how's everybody doing tonight? Man, let me just say, when I walked in here, I was super pumped. Pastor Hal told me about what was going on. I'm like, all right, cool. So I came to check it out, and I am, this is incredible. Let me just say this. This is so incredible. Who am I? I'm Isaiah. Nice to see you guys. My name is Isaiah, and I'm going to be helping us out. We're going to have a lot, a lot of fun. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here. you got to say it with more energy. Say, I'm glad you're here. That is what I'm talking about. Man, I'm so pumped everyone's here, and uh, today we're going to dive into something really, really fun. Just a little bit about myself. I I'm on staff here at Grace Family Church. I'm actually getting ready to go over to Orlando Lakes. Okay, I'll pay you guys later. Um, and so I'm going to be leading our United Student Ministry, and I'm so excited for that opportunity. If you live out in that area, I would love to meet you, shake your hand. Um, either way, and I'm also a people person, so even if you're not, I love just meeting people in general. So uh, again, and a little bit more about myself, it's actually not about me, it's about my baby mama. She's not just my baby mama, she's, I'm married to her. Okay. Um, She's right here. She's always, every time I go out to speak to her, she's always there to support me. We are almost August. We are doing August. Uh, so I, saw, I spoke just not too long ago at the exchange. This is when we were separated across all of our campuses. And I told you guys, man, I am praying and hoping and claiming that it is a boy. I'm happy to say it is a boy, all right? So, it's not wrong with girls, okay? I'm just sitting, I'm sorry, all right? Sorry. But we're super pumped, so excited for that, man, and we are so glad to be here. And, and let me just say this, this is your first time here. You picked the perfect night to be here. You picked the perfect place to be at. I believe God is here, and he wants to challenge you and encourage you here in this place. And I know for a fact, just from listening to worship and seeing every single person just get in that time of worship, I know the Holy Spirit is in this room. And I know the same thing is going to happen during this time of this message. So again, I am very excited, and I'm one who likes, I'm not a hollow back preacher, that's, that's not me, uh, but I am one to get you guys engaged, I'm going to ask a lot of questions, and I want some feedback, all right? Are you guys good? Everybody say yes. Yes. All right, well, let's get started. I'm going to go ahead and pray and uh, for our night and get things going. God, you are incredible. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for this opportunity and the fact that, God, I get to use my gifts and my talents here in this place. I pray for every single person in this room, that God, no matter where it is that you have them, Lord, that this message speaks to them, challenges them, and encourages them wherever they are in their walk. In Jesus' name, amen. So today, I want to focus on one thing and one thing only, actually three things and three things only. And those three things is this, is I want us to focus on our talents, our gifts, and our abilities. And I want everyone in this room to leave here encouraged and understanding that, man, whatever it may be that God has in your life, your gifts, your talents, and abilities, God wants to use that for an incredible purpose in your life and the lives around you. And so uh, today, uh, as we dive in today, uh, we're going to talk about the story of Moses in Exodus chapter 4. Is there anyone here that's raised in the church and you, you know about the Prince of Egypt? You ever seen the movie Prince of Egypt? That's, I'm, a, I'm a fan of that movie. Uh, if you're not familiar with even just Moses in general, uh, Moses' life is broken up into three different sections. The first 40 years of his life is spent in Egypt. And while in Egypt, the moment that he is born, Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, 
uh, goes out and claims a decree that every newborn baby boy is thrown into the Nile River. Uh, it goes on that Moses' mother saves him. He eventually gets saved also by, uh, by Pharaoh's daughter, where he eventually is raised in Pharaoh's kingdom, and he's born into royalty, which is amazing, the complete opposite of what was intended to happen. So that's the first 40 years. The next 40, he's in Midian, where he is a shepherd man. He has a family. He started a whole flock of people. He's got a lot going on in Midian. The last 40 years is where he spends 40 years wandering the desert with the Israelites, as they find the promised land. And so in Exodus chapter 4, this is just before, all right? Just before God is getting ready to send him out into Egypt to save his people. So you guys, you guys got to picture this for a moment, all right? Uh, Moses is with his flock, he's with the sheep, and one of them wanders off. He goes to find it, and when he finds the sheep, he also finds a burning bush. Has everyone ever heard of the burning bush, right? So he finds this burning bush. Only two people, it's okay, I'll keep going. <laughs> so he finds this burning bush. When he finds this burning bush, he's of course amazed. And as he approaches it, uh, immediately the Spirit of God calls out and says, Moses, stop. Where you stand is holy ground. Take off your shoes. So of course, he takes off his shoes. And this is the very moment that God begins to tell Moses exactly what he wants him to do. I need you to go back to Egypt. I need you to free my people. They're in slavery. My people, my chosen people, the Israelites from Egypt, and I need you to go over there, and I need you to free them from the hands of Pharaoh. Immediately, as soon as Moses hears this, he immediately starts giving all the excuses and all the reasons why this is not going to happen. It's just not. Oh, it's not possible, God. I don't think you realize what you've just done or who you're asking. I don't think this is going to happen the way you think it's going to happen. And this is where our story, Exodus 4, verse 1, picks up. And it says this, But Moses protested again. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say, the Lord never appeared to me? And then the Lord asked him, what is that in your hand? A shepherd's staff, Moses replied. Throw it down on the ground. The Lord told him. So Moses threw down the staff and it turned into a snake. Moses jumped back. Then the Lord told him, reach out and grab its tail. So Moses reaches out and grabbed it, and it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. I want everyone to look at your neighbor and say, what is in your hand? <laughs> you guys are doing great. I'm proud of you. Way to go. What is in your hand? I believe there are two Questions, two most important questions we're ever going to be asked in our lives. One of those questions is this. We're going to come face to face with God, and God's going to look at us, and he's going to say, what did you do with my son Jesus? And what did you do with what you have been given? What did you do with my son Jesus? Did you accept him? Did you understand that he sacrificed everything for you? He laid his life on the line for you. What did you do with knowing that? But also, what did you do with what you had been given? And so if we were to understand this, if we were to truly understand the knowledge of, okay, these are my gifts, my talents, and my abilities. Uh, what do I do with them? There's two different categories of people when it comes to the knowledge of what is in our hands. These are the two categories of people, okay? Uh, they are either unaware 
or they're in the category of unfair. So what is the difference? Uh, here is a difference. For those of us in this room, maybe just like myself before some time ago, uh, those of us who are unaware, we are completely clueless. And by clueless, I mean we are completely unaware of what it is that God has placed in our hands. See, I know he's got a plan for me. I know he's got this incredible purpose. But what is it exactly that he has placed in my hands to get to that destination? What is it exactly that he's placed in my life, in my gifts, my talents, and my abilities to allow me to succeed in the purpose that he designed for me since the moment I was in my mother's womb? What is in my hand? Completely clueless. So we go on asking these questions. Uh, God, where do you have me? God, where do you want me? And then the final one, my favorite, why am I here? Have you guys ever been there before? You're at work, you're in that class, and you think to yourself, why am I here? I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I'm doing the same thing over and over and over again. And, I, and I, as I look back, I think to myself, I don't even know why I'm even here. And for us in this room, maybe you're thinking, why am I here? I want you guys to think about this for a moment. Uh, Proverbs 20, uh, verse 5, it says this. The purpose of a person's heart, the purposes of a person's heart, are deep waters. But one who has insight draws them out. So we might have an idea of where God is heading us to. We might have a, oh, I think this is exactly the purpose God wants us to have. I think these are the abilities, the gifts, and the talents that God has placed in my hand. And so we have all of these ideas that we have. But if you look at this end of the verse, it says, but one who has insight draws them out. One who has insight. I believe we have insight and understanding. We take out all the other plans, the purposes, the ideas, or I think these are it. And we focus on exactly what God has for us. How do we find this insight that allows us to have the knowledge of what is in our hands? I believe we find insight when we consistently seek after the face of God. And with consistency, uh, we are also saying these words that we've also said as well. God, what do you have for my life? What are your plans? I know that there are many things I can be doing, but where do you want me to be? And how do you want me to get there? And we can also do this by meditating on our word day and night. And by also surrounding us with others who encourage us, lift us up. And push us in the direction of God's voice and influence. For some of you, you might think, that's all I do. The moment I wake up, I'm like, God, what do you want me to do? Why am I here? I know you have something for me. What is it? And you say, oh, that's literally, you're reading my mail, because that that's me every day. And if that's you here today, you might be thinking, all right, he's got it. He's about to, he's about to lay it down right now. Honestly, all I've got to say is, keep going. Um, but let me, I'm not going to stop there. Why do I say keep going? I say keep going because if there's one thing that I know for a fact, is that the Lord's purpose always prevails. He's not finished. He's not 
done. There's more. I promise you this. And so we get to a point where we go, oh, but I just, if I could just maybe, like if I could just maybe just get like a little peek, like a, just a little view, I think I feel a lot better. But he's going, no, trust me when I say this, my purpose always prevails. I'm not done. The second category is what I talked about before. Unfair. Talks about being unfair. What does that mean? This is exactly what it means. To be unfair and in the category of the unfair, we do this a lot. Instead of we do this, we go, oh, well, their staff has cup holders. I, I, I didn't see that umbrella. You know, it rains out in the fields. I can't be tending to the flocks when it rains. They, an umbrella? Well, their abilities are way better than mine. Their talents, I was supposed to have those gifts. I was supposed to, they have the, we focus so much on what other people have, we lose sight of what we already have. And if there's anything that I believe in my heart is that God wants us to have a mindset. And what kind of mindset is that? He wants us to have an open-handed mindset. And I want, I want to explain that. I want to explain what does it mean to have an open-handed mindset. Is there anyone in this room willing to, just to, to come up on stage? I want, to, I want to give just a little illustration. Anyone, raise your hand. Come on up. Let's do it. Yes. Give me a round of applause. Give me a round of applause. Man, you are brave, man. I can be doing anything right now, bro. Gosh, shake your head. All right, what's your name? Chris? Everybody say hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. All right, Chris, here's what I want you to do right now, man. It's going to be super easy. So don't, don't worry about anything. Can you just stand right there for me? And here's, here's, I'm talking about super easy. Right, we're going to start off. I'm going to beat you. Hold out your hand. Pretty doing great. I'm proud of you, all right? All right, next one. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to literally look up. Just look up the whole way. You can either close your eyes or do whatever you want. The point is I just want you to make sure you have no view of what... Okay, cool. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead. I've got three items. I'm going to place them in your hand, and I want you to do your best to just literally either describe or if you can name what it is. Okay, I don't have anything to give you, but it's a, it's a win for you, all right? So here we go. First item, tell me what you think it is. You can just, whenever, when I'm going to put it, and then you just do the, you know, the grip thing. All right, here we go. What you thinking? It's a fluffy ball. A fluffy ball. You're guessing. All right, fluffy ball. That's not bad. That's not bad. All right, here we go. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the next one. Okay, the next one. What you thinking? Tell me. Talk to me. Tiny plastic chair. All right. Okay. Tiny plastic chair. I like that. I like that. All right. Last one. Last one. All right. What you thinking? Talk to me. What you got, Chris? A balloon full of sand. Are you pulling down? It was easy. Um, it was close. Super close. Very close. You're right there. Balloon full of sand. Snoopy. You're right there. Guys, give it up for Chris. Thank you so much. You're right there. Super close. All right. So you might be wondering why I just did that. Let me explain for a minute. Here's a, here's the reason why. Right, God wants us to have an open-handed mindset. Here's the reason. The open-handed mindset, not so that we may receive more, but so that we may recognize what we already have and hold tight to it. 
You see, if our open hand, if we got this open hand, we're good. We got it. We got it. But if we're doing this the whole time, we lose sight of what's already there. No, that's not what I wanted. No, no, no. You see, they, they got that. I just, I wanted to see if I could just, now that's, that's not heavy enough. You could just put more weight in there. But God's like, just take a look at what's already there. And hold tight to that. Hold tight to that. And I believe this. When we fully have this knowledge of, all right, I'm aware of exactly what it is that God has placed in my hands. And not only am I not going to look at it and think, okay, I'm unaware. No, I'm aware. I know what it is now. But also, am I not going to think, oh, it's just unfair what everyone else has. No, I'm now going to go ahead and I'm going to hold tight to it. When you do that, what's your next step? Your next step is to claim it. Uh, the moment that God asked Moses, what is that in your hand? Moses immediately says, a shepherd's staff. Immediately. So he doesn't go, oh, psh, you know, this whole thing, well, I use this to, you know, the tent of the flaws and stuff like that. Oh, this thing, psh, you know, it's nothing, it's just a stick. No, as soon as God asked him, what is that in your hand? Moses responds with a shepherd's staff. He claims it. What if we chose to claim it? Claim exactly what it is. It's not, oh, man, I wish I had, or man, I don't even know what it is. It's, okay, cool. This is a gift, the ability, and the talent that God has placed in my hand. If I asked you what is your, in your hands, uh, you might go, oh, it's, 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 my, it's my music. It's my ability to sing. Man, it's my ability to build a house from the ground up. Oh, man, I'm a, it's my ability to uh, um, um, uh, communicate. It's my ability. That is what is in my hand. If I asked you, you knew exactly what it was. You claimed it. Oh, well, you know, I'm really not sure exactly what it is. Um, I've got a few things here and there that I'm thinking about. You know, I was going to go down this path and then maybe down this one. No, it's not a whole, here's what it is. Claim it. And then what? After we claim it, we lay it down. Some of you are like, uh, excuse me, time out. See, uh, because I just spent this whole time figuring out what it was. Uh, now you want me to throw it down? Can I just have like a little bit more time with it? You know, like just maybe like a day or two. Like I don't know what else to do. Can I just have a little bit more time with it? I just found out. Can I claim it at least? God is saying, throw it down. Throw it down. And what does that mean? For some of us in this room, for some of us it might be hard. For Moses, it was easy. For Moses, he had a, literally a burning bush in front of him. I don't know if any of you have witnessed or seen a burning bush. If you have, please send me the location. I have questions. <laughs> but I don't think we've ever have seen a burning bush before. So for some of us, it could be easier to instead have reasons why we probably won't want to lay it down. But why do we lay it down? Here's the reason why. Exodus chapter 4, verse 3. Throw it down. On the ground the Lord told him. So Moses threw down the staff, and it turned into a snake. Moses jumped back. In this very moment, what is dead 
comes to life. A dead stick turns into a living creature. So God is saying, listen, if you choose to lay down the very thing that I've placed in your hands, it was never yours to begin with. But if you choose to lay down the very thing that I've placed in your hands to use for my glory, I promise you what is dead will come to life. And why do we do this? For some of us, maybe, again, it gets really tough. Again, we go to, I see, I don't, I don't think I could do that. For some of us, we perhaps have, again, or are aware of what's in our hand. And we've been doing whatever we've been doing for the last 5, 10, 15 years of our lives. And we look to God and we go, listen, I want to lay it down, but I've just been doing it for so long. If I could just maybe, if you just give me two years, and then I'll just lay it down. See, I want to lay it down, but I've just figured out what it is you've placed in my hands. If you could just give me a little bit of time and get my feet set, maybe, just maybe, in that moment, I can lay it down. See, you can think that you can handle what you have been given. You can get around the smartest people, people who have been doing it for years and years, and they know the ins and outs of what you're doing. You can have more degrees than a thermometer. I'm telling you right now, God has a plan for what is in your hands, your gifts, your abilities, and your talents of what God wants for you. So what do we do? We lay it down. And why do we do this? Because it comes to life. Then the Lord told him, reach out and grab its tail. So Moses reached out and grabbed it and it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. The moment Moses reaches down to grab the snake, it becomes a staff again. Lay it down, it becomes alive. Pick it up and it will die. Gosh, I believe with all of my heart that there is something in your hands that God is saying, man, if you just lay it down, I promise I'm going to do something that you've never seen before. One of my favorite parts of the verse is probably a part that maybe we skip over a lot. When the snake, when it finally turns into a snake, it says that Moses jumped back. He was startled. Would anyone get startled? If I threw this staff right now and turned into a snake, is there anyone in this room like you would get startled? Am I correct? Yeah. I promise I would not be on the stage if that happened. But it says that he jumped back. What is God saying? God is saying, I promise, once again, if you allow me to do what I'm going to do with what's in your hand, it will scare some of us. You're thinking, man, I'm killing it. Oh, you don't believe. I just started this nonprofit. I just began this incredible job. I've started to do all these things. Uh, you should see my artwork. It's the best of the best. But God is saying, if only you knew. If only you knew. And if I was over that, if I had control of that, you wouldn't even understand what was happening. Lay it down. And again, when this happened, uh, the moment that he laid it down, he picked it back up, again, it turned dead. After this moment in, in Moses' life, from this moment on, uh, his staff was no longer just a staff. It was actually... Uh, referred to as the staff of God. 
And he goes on in the rest of Exodus to actually perform incredible miracles. He goes on and he turns all of the water in Egypt into blood. He parts the Red Sea. He hits a rock with his staff and water literally starts spewing out of this rock. And it was all after he chose to lay it down. So again, I want to encourage everybody in this room. What is it? If you thought about it right now, you, you might say, oh man, it's definitely this. This is what it is. Or maybe it's you and you're going, I've, I've still got to, I've still got to, I've got to talk to him. Me and God, we've got a conversation to have because maybe you're just like my brother. My brother, he's, he's, when I say he's annoying, let me explain why. He's good at everything. I, I mean, literally everything. He can pick up an instrument. He can hit sports are easy for him. And he literally is just, oh, he's just, he just got it. I have a heart. I don't want to sing in the shower, all right? Because I know I'm bad. He can sing. He can, everything. It's annoying. For some of you, are going, that's me. I'm good at everything. And I love that. You're blessed. Okay, hold tight to that. But I promise you this, that there is probably one thing, two things, maybe three things that God is saying, look, I want you to use this that's in your hands. This that's in your life. And I want you to lay it down. So wherever you are, at this time, you've heard this, and again, my hope for this is that you are encouraged, you're empowered. You take this, and again, this is just a challenge for everyone in this room, whatever it may be in your life. Uh, maybe, uh, just maybe, uh, you have gone the majority of your life in control of what you have, and you're ready to give it up to God. I promise you, He's waiting for you. Maybe you invited God into your heart, but you just haven't allowed him to reign over your life. I promise again, he's waiting for you. My hope is that we come to an understanding today where we go, God, the finish line means nothing if you are not there. Whatever you put in my hands, I give it back to you. So what is it, exchange? What is it? That's in your hands. Where is God leading you today? So at this time, I want to go ahead and let's pray together. God, you are incredible. I thank you so much just for who you are. I thank you for every person in this room. Those, it's their first time here. For those, they've been a part of exchange since the beginning. Lord, I pray that today they are challenged. They are encouraged and empowered to understand that God, you have a special, special plan for what is in their hand, their gifts, their talents, and their abilities. Lord, I pray that you meet them where they are in this very moment. We thank you, Lord. Speak to every heart and continue to speak to them outside of this night and as the week goes on, be with them. In Jesus' name, everyone says... <laughs>